From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right, another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast coming at you. 3A, 2A, 1A breakdown in the state of Idaho for District 3 each and every week here on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Logan Green. Logan, what's up? Not much, man. We were just we were just prepping for this, everybody, and uh, talk about jumping around. There is there's just so much going on right now. Definitely, I mean, we mentioned it earlier on at the beginning um, of of this this season that it's just tough to get everybody covered. There is so much going on right now. Just every little corner. Um, there, there's a sport for everybody in the spring. It seems like. <laughs> Yes, and so it's going to be a jam-packed show. Uh, we, we got a couple of listener-slash-viewer emails about, hey, here's a topic that might be worth exploring, and keep them coming. I mean, that's the only way that we're we're going to be able to talk about them. And, and you know, maybe they're on our radar, but maybe not. A lot of things fall through the cracks this time of year. So keep sending those emails. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. Logan at IdahoSports.com. We love to hear feedback uh, from the listeners. That's what that's what we do it for. So um, the top story, though, I think over the past uh, week, 10 days in District 3 for uh, the smaller schools is North Star Charter Baseball. And we talked about on last week's prep cast how they went up to that tournament in Kuski, Clearwater Valley, and, and dominated the competition there. And now that they've gotten into league play, Logan, boy, they have just really uh, shown that they're the class of the the Western Idaho conference as well, including a 15 to nothing shutout victory over Rimrock that came right at the end of March. That was a pretty uh, noteworthy event. Yeah, it was an incredible game. We, we hit on it a little bit or, you know, a little bit on North star charter baseball, but um, you look at the things that they've been doing right now and including that big win against Rimrock, uh, they were, they had a no hitter. Right, a, a no hitter thrown in that game. Not only a no hitter, but a perfect game thrown in in that in that matchup, and just an cr- incredible effort there by the Huskies. Yeah, Daniel Cormilo, who's the the ace of the staff. He was the ace of the staff last year for North Star Charter. Uh, as we talked about, they got all the way to the championship and felt the Genesee in their very first year of existence as a program. So this, this perfect game, you know, we, we, we hear no hitters a lot in the state of Idaho. And in fact, we're going to talk about a couple of no hitters coming up, but perfect games. That that's, that's a whole different ball game. That's, yeah. that's rarefied air. So for Cormilo to come out and throw a perfect game, which is the first in school history right. as well, since it's only their second year of playing baseball. I mean, what an accomplishment. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the game was stopped after four innings. He threw 48 pitches. All right, so let's let's get into the math here. 48 pitches. That's 12 pitches an inning, right? Three batters, and it, that's you get three batters an inning. Three up, three down. It's a perfect game. So you're at four pitches per batter. He and he struck out 10 of those 12. So you're talking that on mid, you know, worst case scenario that everybody was down two one in the count when he when he struck him or, or one two when he struck him out. Like on average, right? I'm sure there were some that you know might have had a two-two count or a three-two, but typically it was he was up one-two in the count on average during that game and was striking. He, he struck out ten of twelve. Talk about 
you know, I've played in softball leagues over here where I'm at and, and people are in the outfield with, you know, having themselves an adult beverage. Um, and then they miss the fly ball because they're too busy with that. Any, if you're a North star chart, you could have been doing homework out there in the outfield. He's taking care of it at the plate. Well, only two of those balls made it in play, uh, which is crazy, but it's just a phenomenal effort. When you break it down like that and you look at it four pitches per batter and that's all they got. And that game was over. That is, that's a heck of an effort. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And in since that fifteen to nothing shutout of a Rimrock, they then swept another doubleheader with the Raiders. One game counted in the conference standings, one didn't. Um, but they won twenty three to two and fifteen to five. They beat Wilder forty one to six, and they just shut out Horseshoe Bend. You know, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday night, they played Horseshoe Bend, which might be their toughest competition this year. I think it's you know the three teams that made it to state last year from this league were North Star Charter. Horseshoe Bend and Glens Ferry, and I think right. those three are probably the favorites again. And Horseshoe Bend is is a good team, and they got shut out ten nothing last night against these Huskies. Yeah, yeah, and you know you wonder how much Horseshoe Bend. You know they had a lot of those guys from Garden Valley and Garden Valley with their own team this year, um, right? So is that playing into the into the effect for the Mustang? A lot of graduation on that team as well. But um, so North Star will play um, Glens Ferry next week on the fourteenth. And so that maybe maybe we'll see there, right? How you know how they they match up against because they they have just been rolling so far. And I, is anybody going to stop them right now? Because they've played some tough competition like at these tournaments, and they've just rolled through it. And when you can pitch like that, and you can, I mean, you, you look at these scores like they are hitting the ball well, they're pitching well. Clearly, I mean, it doesn't matter what level you are; it is hard to strike out ten of twelve. And to only throw 48 pitches, that that's tough to do. Um, doesn't matter what level you are. Um, just just incredible. And, and he's, you know, that's not the only superb pitching performance here in District 3 over the last couple of days. Yeah, no doubt about it. So let, let's transition. And we'll keep an eye on North Star Charter. Um, again, though, they ultimately will be judged on, can they beat the North? You know, I, I think it's been a long time or maybe never has a team from District 3 beaten a team from the White Pine League for the 1A Baseball Championship since they went to the current arrangement. Right. So that, that's going to be the big question further on down the line. But yeah, you talked about it. Uh, if we go from perfect game to a couple of no-hitters, let's start with the Melbourne Mustangs. Jeff Fay, he took the mound recently and threw a no-hitter. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and, and Melba, you know, they, they've been a team. We've, we mentioned it earlier that Melba was a team – that that's always in the mix in two way that we might have the best baseball conference in the state right here. Just the teams involved. And uh, you know, they have struggled a little more than, than traditionally, but they're still a good team in that, including that big, the, you know, the, the, the no hitter, right. Um, they can still get it done when they need to get it done. Um, and I tell you, it's just a tough league that is here in district three right now. Just what you, what you have to deal with in, um, all Marsing now, right? We got they're in this mix now, and then you've got Nampa Christian, who we'll hit on in a little bit. They're phenomenal, and then there's Melba as well. Just a lot of good, go, a lot of good teams involved right now. Yeah, so you mentioned Marcine, and they beat Melba earlier this year, and it kind of raised some eyebrows a little bit. Now that was at a non-conference tournament, but now we get the actual. The, the conference matchup, the one that's going to really count the league standings. Melba will host Marcin on Friday night. And so we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> and Mel, you better believe Melba's going to be very motivated against Marcin in that one. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at it. So Marsing did fall um, last week to Nampa Christian, right? So, so they did. They did lose <laughs> so that does, game. So does everybody else? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So does who? Who doesn't? Right? So they lose that one ten to zero. But honestly, hey, it's not too bad. But then they go and they do beat New Plymouth six to three. So you know that they're hanging around. They're doing a good job. Um, Marsing probably one of the better stories. We mentioned it last week that it's fun to see teams that we haven't seen before in a long time. And it's, it's been a while for Marsing and it'll be fun to see them throughout the rest of the season. Definitely. So yeah, Jeff Fahey of Melba throws a, a no hitter uh, in amongst their other, you know, big wins. Uh, they've got wins over Cole Valley Christian uh, lately. They beat Glenn's Ferry lost to a good Weezer team, but they're the defending three, a champs. So yeah, Melba's going to be just fine. The big question is, can anybody take out, Napa Christian. And we, we spent almost a whole prep cast already talking about Napa Christian, yeah. but in baseball, they just, they just keep coming and, and what uh, their pitching staff has been able to do recently has been nothing short of incredible. And this was one of the two emails that we got this week from viewers uh, asking, Hey, can we talk a little more about Napa Christian baseball? And it's well-deserved because Landon Cheney goes out and throws a no hitter. So that, that's three no hitter slash perfect games in the treasure Valley in like less than 10 days. And that no hitter was that game. We just mentioned it was against Marsing, a, a good team that's been beating people. Like that's, what's even more impressive about it is that it was against a good team. And you look at the pitching the last couple of games for Nampa Christian. I mean, they played a double header against Gooding and, and held them in one of the games just, three hits in a game. And then they played Cole Valley uh, the other day, one hit in that game is just after the no hitter, they're, they're not giving up hits right now. They're just not, they're shutting people out. They're not letting people on base. Um, and they're hitting the ball, right? Even if they were letting people on base, you know, you, you look at it in these games, right? They, they, they put up, um, they put up 10 against Cole Valley. They put up 16 and 10 against Gooding. They put up 10 against Marsing. They put up eight against Fruitland. And those are all shutouts. Every one of those games was a shutout. Uh, it just, you know, 17 against Nyssa. Like, where does it end, Brandon? I, just, uh, I mean, it probably ends in, in a run to the state championship, to be honest. If, you're, if I'm being honest, I guess that's where it will end. Um, yeah. and you look at it right now, and there's – there's nothing to indicate otherwise for Nampa Christian. Yeah. And so you talked about, you know, they've got all these great seniors like uh, Cheney and and Bradshaw, et cetera. Um, but they've also got underclassmen that are contributing. So right after Cheney throws that no hitter, they play Gooding in a doubleheader and they sweep it 10 nothing, 16 nothing. And they, they dug deep into the pitching staff. You know, they threw a freshman, Caden Mullins, in the first game, and he he only allowed three hits, which, you know, compared to Cheney, it's like, oh, man, you allowed 10. But but three hits allowed is yeah. awesome for a freshman. He struck out 11. So this is a freshman that's dealing. And then in the next game, it was a couple more young guys. Landon Mills, a sophomore, took the mound in the second game, and he struck out three. And then Braden Schaefer comes in to clean it up. And, you know, they only allow, you know, I think it was three hits, right? I mean, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean, you look at their pitching on the season, 70 innings pitched. Um, they've given up 26 runs on the year. Like, and none lately, to be honest. <laughs> right. They all came in those tournaments against good teams up north. Like, that's that's where their 
You know, you know, you know they got that chance, but you look at it. Cheney has 41 strikeouts on the year. Um, he has 24, 24 innings pitched and 41 strikeouts. So on average, he's going to strike out two batters per inning. You know, typically, you know, that's not a perfect, maybe 1.75 if you want to get technical, but uh, he's going to sit somebody down. Um, it's just phenomenal the way that they can pitch it. And then you look on the other side, their batting statistics, you know, how many people are hitting over 400 on that team? We mentioned it before, but if you run through it again, I mean, Bradshaw 406, Mills is at 412, Mullins at 465, Merritt at 467, Cheney 559, Owens 571. Like, where? Good luck, guys. You know, that that's that's a heck, that's a brutal lineup to have to face for anybody. Um, and nobody's pitching better than Nampa Christian right now. And that's what people need to be able to do to beat them. And it, you know, stuff. <laughs> They're good. They're good. You got you got guys that are flirting with 600 batting yeah. averages. That, that's just insane to me. That's just and and that's yeah. That's Cheney had he's hitting 559 with 49 plate appearances. It's not like he he not batting right. It's right. not like he's got a couple at bats and it's inflated. That's like that's consistent. It's he's consistently hitting like that. It, it's. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think this line we got in the email from Pierce Bradshaw, big Napa Christian supporter. Uh, I think this sums it up best. Not only is Napa Christian loaded with seniors and a very good program, but they will be shining for years to come, which is great if you're a Trojans fan, not great if you're anyone else in 2A baseball. No, no, definitely not. You know, it's just one of those programs that they just reload. They don't, or they don't, they don't have to regroup or whatever, what do you call it? Um, rebuild they don't have to rebuild they just reload just yeah. doesn't matter we'll plug in freshmen and we'll, we'll still beat you and uh they're just going to learn from their you know upperclassmen and, and keep it rolling so i mean just something to keep an eye on if you want to see good baseball look no further than nampa christian definitely well a team that's been playing good softball recently is new plymouth you know they won the, the league last year the 2a wic and uh looking very strong again coach crockett always does a great job with the uh the pilgrim softball program yeah i mean they're on a roll right now 23 to 2 win over marsing 24 to 3 over vision charter 16 to 3 over parma uh, and then they had a big win earlier against melba 6 to 1 and that was you know new plymouth was a team that last week in the coaches poll wasn't wasn't ranked and uh do you think maybe they had a little chip on their shoulder that's saying hey we're not ranked and melba was third and they come out and beat melba six to one and i think you're releasing those this week brandon right and then yeah, I, I as, soon as, as soon as we're done recording this so by the time people are listening to this the poll okay. should be up on the site so and I, are, are they ranked in the new coaches <laughs> poll yeah so they inherited that number three spot that melba Good. had previously so well, I mean, they deserve it. Like based on what we've seen right now, I think I think they they deserve that spot. They've been playing phenomenal. Uh, they beat Vale eight to six. New play, you know, they beat um, McCall Donnelly a couple weeks ago, fourteen to three and six to zero. Um, you know, New Plymouth looking good right now. I think in, in softball, got a a player in Jewel Bell that's just playing lights out right now for the Pilgrims as well. Yep, and uh, other teams that caught your eye in softball i know notice did as well notice is a another very strong program um in the 1a ranks for softball 
Right. Yeah. Right now, notice um, sitting pretty high in those coaches' polls as well. At least last week. Again, I haven't seen this week. Brandon's got that. It's privy to his eyes only. <laughs> release. But uh, they were sitting at number two, and they were getting first place votes only behind Glens Ferry right now at the 1A level. Um, they had a good week this week in, in softball. Um, they, you know, they've got good players as well. Some players that were on the you know, the basketball team moving over, uh, like Kudabak playing well right now for the Pirates. So they're another team to look out for, looking for a, a nice state championship run for them. Uh, but they had a big win last night against Notice. Again, this is Wednesday. So on Tuesday night against Notice, 12 to 2. Um, and they do have a win over Glens Ferry. So right now, Glens Ferry's sitting in that top spot, but they do have a loss to them. So you know what? You're looking at it and saying, I will I will tell you that last year, Notice won the district, but when they got to state, it was Glens Ferry that got right. hot at the right time and, and won the 1A state tournament. So Glens Ferry came in as the favorites. Right. And they were number one in the polls last week. They have dropped to number three this week, Logan. Okay. Nope. So there it is. There. See, again, I don't have, I'm not privy to those <laughs> special things that Brandon gets all the time. I feel like I'm Ryan Seacrest here. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Reveal it, Brandon. So who's number one this week in the girls' poll? It is notice. It, it is, is notice. All right. Go Pirates. There we go. Yes. I was, you know, I, you know, I'd looked at that and I'm like, man, that team needs to be up higher. And sure enough, they're, they deserve it. They deserve to be in that top spot. Congrats to them. And how about, how about this? Also leapfrogging Glens Ferry, another conference member, Greenleaf Friends, the Grizzlies checking in at number two in the coaches poll this week. Wow. So I have, we have, it's been a while since we've seen Greenleaf um, at the top of something, but Hey, again, I love to see it when, when we see teams, um, you know, that, that, that we don't talk about as much and coming around. So congrats to Greenleaf for getting in that spot as well. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll keep an eye on uh, all of the great softball action as we move forward. Let's talk a little track and field. We, ha- we, haven't, we haven't done the deep dive into track and field yet. And we got an email from Josh Waite. He's a big fan out in Melba. And he says he wants our opinion on Melba boys track. Now we're going to talk about the girls track team at Melba too, because historically that has been a strong program, but you know, what do you make of this boys track program? They, they have some, they have some guys, you know, Joe Reber is uh, the, I mean, all, all state basketball player, uh, MVP of the two, a state tournament. And then McCoy Richardson, was Melba's top wrestler from this past winter. And they're now teaming up on the track. And that's a pretty lethal one, two combo. Yeah. And, and if I'm correct me, if I'm wrong, I believe has Reber has not done track before. This is his first year or he, he, he's not. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong there. I thought maybe he was new into getting yes. into track, but that's, that's what Josh said in the email. He said, oh, okay. It, okay. Said Joe Reber is in his first year competing in track and field. Okay, so if you've seen this guy play basketball, that he gets up and can he can dunk it. You just don't ex- he is not like you know six five right where you're like oh yeah that guy's gonna dunk, but he has got some of the. Uh, I, I'm not just saying this because it's on our prep cast, but some of the best hops I have seen because of the size and clearly he he's doing well at that in the high jump right now. Uh, last I saw, um, he he was able to clear the six four in the high jump. 
Um, and, and he, you know, he's doing great in other events too, but I think that's an, you know, the jumping events are things that, that he's got a good shot out from, I'm sure that he picked up the jumping ability from his basketball training. I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure, um, all the training that I never did, um, because I can get about four inches off the ground, um, that Joe's doing is, is paying off, um, you know, obviously in the dunking standpoint because he can throw it down there but then also on the track side as well and that you know he can go out and do it as a as a, in another sport and, and check this out. i don't know where else you're going to find that jumping ability come in handy like you will on, on a track field yeah and joe reber is six four and generally speaking the taller you are the slower you are that's not to say that joe reber is slow but it's just you know physically speaking the taller you are yeah. Uh, the more body mass has to move through the air. And so generally, you know, when you look at like sprinters, you know, you think of Usain Bolt, who's like, you know, 5'8", five, 5'10", five, whatever he is. Right. Um, but Reber at 6'4", look at this, Logan. He's got the best, we're, we're talking 2A, class 2A leaderboard here. Joe Reber's got the best time in the 100, 11.07. That's really good for a 6'4". Wow, yeah. I, I did not realize that, that he was in that regard, but... The top, he's the top of the two way in that regard. I knew it was fast, but man, that's that's impressive to be like you said to be tall and doing that and can jump. It's uh, you know, there's just some kids that are living the dream that everybody wants, where you're just good at everything, and uh, and that's Joe Reba right now, right? You, you won a state championship in basketball, and then you just go out and and, and you start dominating another sport as well. I mean, uh, you you can't beat that um, for a, for a high school kid. Yeah, so here's for the Melba boys, Joe Reber, senior, McCoy Richardson, junior. Here's where these guys are. In the 100, Joe's got the best time in 2A. McCoy has the fourth best time at 1186. Uh, then you move on to the 400. McCoy Richardson, best time in 2A, 5080. That's really good. Anything sub 50 is like elite. So for him to be right. 50 is, is pretty outstanding. Then you look at the hurdles races, the 300-meter hurdles. McCoy Richardson, top time in the state for 2A, 39.86. Again, anything sub 40, really good in the 300-meter hurdles. Melba's 4x1, four 4x2, by four by and 4x4 four four relays all have the best times in the state of Idaho for 2A competition right now. So that's obviously very talented. And then you talked about the jumps. Joe Reber is tied for the best 2A high jump, 6'4", along with Seth Hall of Aberdeen. McCoy Richardson is tied for third. He's cleared six feet already. And then you look in the long jump. McCoy Richardson has the best 2A long jump, 21 feet, 9 inches. Joe Reber is fifth, 20 feet, 3 inches. So those two alone are top five in one, two, three for five events. <laughs> and, you know, you, you, you go through all those numbers and you say, well, another dominating um, sport from Elba, right? I mean, we saw the football team with an incredible run, right? The quarterfinals, great season for them, like usual. Basketball team, obviously, boys win the state championship, girls win districts, uh, both go to state. And now all of a sudden you're here, baseball team's always good, and now your track team is just completely blowing people out like this where you're you're leading how many different events and you've got you know you can just throw in a new kid and and reaver i mean i guess he's not a new kid he's been around the block but uh you, you get this new athlete on your team and he's just 
just plugs right in and starts winning. Uh, man, that's it's a good place to be if you're a Melba sports fan. That's for sure. No doubt. A couple of other non-Melba uh, WIC athletes to keep an eye on Grady Mylander of Nampa Christian, a uh, great distance runner, uh, 800, 1600, 3200. Uh, he and Danny Simmons of salmon, uh, have kind of been trading off the top times. That's going to be fantastic. Those distance races at two, a state track this year are going to be must watch for the duel between Simmons of salmon and Mylander of Nampa Christian. And then the top 200 time in the state right now belongs uh, or, or in two a track belongs to Casey Aratola from new Plymouth 2419. So way to go Casey Aratola as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and of course, now let's talk quickly about the Melba girls in track because, you know, historically they've been very strong there. Uh, Maya young has the second best time in two a in the 100 Brooklyn daily has the second best time in two a in the 400. Uh, Rosalind Kazier has the top time in the one mile, the 1600, and she's third best in the 3200. Cortland Coleman is fifth best in the 3200 for Melba. Kendall Clark has the second best 110 meter hurdle time. Uh, Brooklyn Daly has the fifth best time in the 300 meter hurdles. Their relays are ranked in the top five across the board. And then you get into the field events. Taylor McCoy has the top discus throw, 129 feet, 11 inches. That is almost 15 feet further than the second best throw right now, which is just insane to think about. Um, and then if you look at the, the jumps for Melba as well, Maya young has the best long jump at 16 feet, eight inches and Kendall Clark, her specialty is the triple jump and she's got the best triple jump 36 feet, six inches. And that is more than three feet better than second place right now. So that's just yeah, the Melba the, girls. Yeah, that yeah, they just whatever they're putting in the water over there in Melba is I, I'd like some of that. Um to <laughs> just phenomenal athletes everywhere down there. Like you mentioned, you can pick anybody off that list and you just can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, you know, all, all those events, all those leaders, uh, just good it's good for them it's i don't know there's nothing else to say right besides right. that it's just dominating um whatever they are doing down there is clearly working <laughs> yes and i will give a shout out in the non-melba category peyton mills junior from nampa christian has the best 100 and 200 times in the state right now for 2a 1278 in the 100 2632 in the 200 uh so we'll keep an eye on peyton mills of nampa christian this year as well so yeah, that's uh, that's that's the Melba track breakdown. I think on the girls' side, yeah. <laughs> they, they're they're going to be right in the mix uh, and probably enter as the favorite. You know, other teams that look strong. You know, maybe West Side, depending on how many athletes they can get through. Napa right. Christian, Napa Christian, certainly from their own district, and and possibly Aberdeen. I think could be a dark horse team uh, as well. On the boys' side, I, I think it's going to come down to Melba, Salmon, and North Fremont. Uh, salmon will dominate those distance races. Yeah. Uh, North, North Fremont always just has good numbers overall, but I think, I think Melba's right there in both boys and girls track. So, yeah, like you said, I don't know what it is about salmon. I just remember, um, we did a couple of those cross country races, uh, during the season and, you know, they were over in Eastern Idaho. You did them both Brandon, but I was, you know, just, just checking them out, making sure you weren't making a fool of yourself. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. 
But um, but you know, it's just like how many of those salmon? They're like uh, almost like camouflage-ish type run jerseys that they have, like the the brown and orange, or maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, they just seemed like salmon runner after salmon runner was was up there, and so yeah, you got to hold off those salmon long distance runners if you want to have a shot. But but like you said, Melville boys, they'll, they'll have a shot at those those other comp those other events at the competition. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch those teams get better as the season progresses. All right, Logan, uh, before we duck out, there's a little bit of golf news too. You know, golf is probably, you know, gets the least amount of hype in terms of the spring sports. And that's, you know, they compete on Mondays a lot and there's, um, there's, they just don't, they don't yeah. get the the coverage they deserve. And we're, we're trying to do better with that in terms of, you know, covering more golf, but there, there was a really cool golf story involving a freshman from Coal Valley Christian. Yeah, and not that she needs any more coverage. Obviously, we are lowest on the totem pole of yes. the coverage that she received over the weekend. But we, we can't not mention it, right? It was Chloe – excuse me, Chloe Singh Prasuth. She played in the the drive, chip, and putt challenge over at – is that the exact name for it? Or it's like the – Drive chip and putt challenge. I think that's what it is called. Yeah, um, the the national drive chip and putt competition. Okay, so that's the exact name of it. Yeah. Um, but right, but Chloe, like we said, Chloe Singh Pratuth, Singh Prasuth, she played over there in that at Augusta. What an experience to be able to to do that and show up, get on get on TV, um, get talked about on TV. That, that's pretty awesome um, opportunity for her to do that and represent not only just. Coal Valley Christian in that, but but all of Idaho, right? And in the district and Treasure Valley, state of Idaho, just you know, putting us on the map in some regard. And and we always like it when those kids can go out and do something like that and get everybody a little bit of love, it, you know, maybe indirectly, but uh, just bring a little bit of of light to our state. Yeah, it's it's so awesome, and this is a competition that is designed for younger golfers. It's open to boys and girls ages seven to fifteen, and so uh, Chloe, at age fifteen, you know this this is her last chance to compete yeah. at the event, uh, which is really exciting. And like you said, they hold that at the same venue that the Masters uh, is I mean, being held this week, uh, Augusta National Golf Course in Georgia, which is even uh, if you phenomenal flunked everything there, you got to play at Augusta. I mean, that's, I'll take that. That's a great prize, right? To, to be able to do that over. <laughs> oh, I, I did terrible at everything else, but I got to play at Augusta, which is more than anybody else here can say. Like who who else can say that around here right now? Right. And uh, the, the other cool thing is, is that there is a second Idaho competitor, uh, a second grader, uh, Carter Macy, and he is from Meridian, just like Chloe is. And he attends one of the, um, prep elementary schools uh, in Meridian, and so they didn't even know that they were both uh, representing <laughs> right. Idaho until they until they got there and and figured it out there. So that's kind of a cool deal as well. So he's he's only a second grader. We'll we'll keep an eye on Carter Macy as well. Yeah, he probably will be a name we'll hear about in the years to come. But can you imagine? Like I have my kids and I, my son, my oldest is in second grade, and I I cannot imagine him doing something like that. That is incredible. Now his flag football team, which I coach sponsored by Idaho sports. We did, we ran the gauntlet this weekend, went a big, big win for the Idaho sports giants over the Seahawks 31 to six. But, uh, you know, 
that's a little different than playing at Augusta in second grade. Um, that is, I, I, I can't even, I like literally can't imagine my second grader doing that. That is to, to have the poise confidence to, to do that. That is, that's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, Hey, if you, if you keep winning the, the real life, New York giants might be calling you up. Cause they have, you know what? Had you know, Brandon, it, it was simple. It was simple. We gave up a touchdown on our first drive. Right. And then, and then uh, what we did is no blitzing, none. We just played a very tight three, two defense inside the box. And I told my kids, you do not rush. You do not rush. You wait. Cause they try, it's little kid football. They try all these misdirections. And I said, no, you just wait. And they would wait. Sure enough, I don't think they picked up a first down after that. They they shut him down. So, uh, you know, you know what? Um, <clears throat> the, the reporters were they weren't too um, they weren't too bad this game, but I do worry about them in the future. Um, uh, you know, it just might the spotlight. I, I hope that they can handle the spotlight that that'll be coming to them. And I mean, most of it is due to coaching, but you know, some of it is due to them. So, right. <laughs> well, good it's, luck. If you can't see my face, this is complete sarcasm. It's, yeah. They did. I just have really fast kids, honestly, at the end of the day. They're fast, and it's hard to catch them. So well, I got lucky. <laughs> now, now you know we're going to have to do the weekly check-in on how it's, you oh, the week. They, they have a game this week. Uh, who are they? Vikings. They get, it's pretty cool. They give them, like, real NFL team jerseys and all that. So yeah. uh, we got the Vikings this week at five. But um, I, I do have a kid where – I tried not to overly use him, but if he's, if we're in a tight spot, he's getting the ball. Nobody can catch him. He's just so fast. And <laughs> your own personal cheat code. <laughs> it is. It is. He is a cheat code. Like I, I let him hand, I, I let him take two handoffs and he scored on both of them. And both were from our five yard line. I mean, <laughs> he just hits the edge and he's gone. It's pretty funny, but not that anybody needed to hear about that either, but, uh, um, all is well with the Idaho sports giants. Yeah. I'm sure all your coaching rivals are going to be tuning into this to try and get, yeah, I'm sure there's they're They're just waiting to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on, uh, how the Idaho sports.com giants did next week. And of course, lots more spring sports, uh, in the high school, uh, scene to cover as well. Keep those emails coming as well. Brandon at Idaho sports.com yeah. Logan at Idaho sports.com. Yeah. Like you said, Brandon, it makes it easier. We just, there's so much going on that we can't get to all of it. So we'd love to talk anything, whether it's like we said, we talked about golf today, whatever, whatever, just, just send it our way so that we can get them, get them on the air. Definitely. All right. Thanks for tuning into the treasure Valley prep cast for Logan green. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on Idaho sports.